0: Hey there, welcome to the Home with Havila podcast. I'm Ben Cunnington, and this is episode 246. That's right, 246. Did you know this podcast has been around since 2015? That is crazy. Uh, If you have been on the journey with us in this podcast, uh, we just want to say welcome. Thanks for keeping up with us. Thanks for coming back. Um, and if you haven't listened to all 246 episodes, uh, I encourage you go ahead and listen to those right now. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But that's a, it's kind of amazing. We are uh, headed, we're almost at 250 episodes. Uh, the goal and the vision for this podcast is to resource you, to equip you and uh, give you tools for life and tools for your spiritual growth. And so that is what we're here for. Havilah is, we're in the middle of, of a five-part series on I Dream Big. It's all about dreaming big, moving from pain to purpose. And so in 2023, that's the Bible study that we just launched. Every year uh, we launch a, a free Bible study that's online and available and free to anyone. So some of you probably joined us for that live. Uh, January 1st of every year we do that. And so this year was no different. And so we're, we're giving you a little bit of a sneak peek of that Bible study on, right here on the podcast. So today is part three We've had two parts uh, already, so if you missed those, go ahead and and, uh, go back and listen to those. They're just real short episodes, so we're talking 10 to 12 minutes. So today we're going to jump into part three of I Dream Big, and I'll catch you at the end.
1: Hi there, welcome to the I Dream Big Bible Study. I'm Havla Cunnington, and we are talking about the third way to discover God's dream for your life. This is an exciting day because probably something a little obvious. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Colossians chapter three, verse 23, or you can look at it later. And then we're also going to um, look at another scripture as well over in first Corinthians. Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. How do we identify our dreams? Well, day one, we talked about it was revealed in our encounters with God. Then yesterday we talked about God's dream being revealed from our pain, the promise, the pain, and the persistence for, well, the, the the healing journey, right? The roadmap to healing. Today we're gonna to talk about the third element. And here, this might seem obvious, but we sometimes forget that God's dream for our life is often revealed by our talents, our natural ability. So dreams dreams confirm what you already possess. Now, I when I married my husband, one of the things I loved about him is he's techie. He's actually really good at computers and figuring out new systems. And I mean, it's the reason I'm filming today is because my husband actually borrowed a camera about 10 years ago and decided to start filming me. And it's why we're here, why I'm sitting in your living room today. And I love that about him. But is his techie side all of his gifts? No, he's got all kinds of gifts. He's a musician. Uh, He is a business owner. He has a lot of other gifts. It's just one element. But that gift is something he can steward. And sometimes I think we get we get stuck thinking, I don't want to be painted with that brush. I don't want to just be the, the girl who's good at admin. I don't want to be the guy who's just good at leading the room. And we, we don't want to get stuck. And I get that. But maybe instead of seeing it as a box that we're put into, maybe seeing it as a machine for the reps. We need to get the reps in. We need to learn what we're good at and begin to use that. So I want us to look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. What does that mean? It means that sometimes we get so caught up in, what am I really good at? What's the number one thing that I was made to do? Rather than seeing two or three things that we're really good at, and utilizing those, and not comparing to being the best in the world, but being the best, our best selves, our best created self. So we're looking at Abraham today. We have to understand that the plan that God uh, had for Abraham was to be a father, but he would be—he would actually learn in his journey that he would become a physical father. But if initially he became a spiritual father, he had a fathering capacity a fathering ability that he really utilized whether it looked like being an actual father or just being a spiritual father to others and it was his dream only confirmed what had already been happening in his life so it's a great way to build the story of god in your life is to use your natural talents you want to be great in god's kingdom listen it says in the bible then learn to be a servant of all it means if you want to be great in his kingdom then take care of the kids Do the sound, right? Organize the the posters, do the things that need to get done because that's how we build the kingdom of God. You see, I think people tend to look over their own talents and they overlook what they actually give. And they think, like, well, I'm not pastoring full time. I don't have full time ministry. You know, I'm not a recording artist or a published author. You know, I'm not the best in my field. And we tend to discount that God isn't actually asking us to measure ourselves by anyone else. He's asking us how we're stewarding what he's given us. This is important. We get really caught up in, I have to be the best or I'm not going to do it. And I just want to ask you, who's the center of that story? You. But if you put God in the center of your story, I'm going to use what he's given me for his glory, for, for his purpose, then all of a sudden he's put in the middle of it. Whatever we do, do it under the glory of God. So it's really important that dreams magnify our strengths. Now I'm gonna read out a page 92 and it says this, the dream of God will usually confirm something you have in your heart. It will co- coincide with a gift or a talent in your life. I might ask you, what do you wanna do for God? What do you think God has for you? And you might say, I wanna be a worship leader. And I would ask you, do you know how to sing? And you might say, No, and then I'm going to say, well, listen, I love you, but that's probably not your greatest strength, and God's probably not going to heal your voice so that you can lead the world in worship. There's probably a unique gift that he's given you that you have to define, right? So looking at my own life, I wasn't an incredible speaker. I wasn't Uh, An incredible, and maybe you can already tell that by watching these videos, but I was kind of a natural convincer. I like to convince people of things and I liked a good debate and that was really something I loved to do. Um, I remember my dad saying to me at one point, "Havila, you're so intense, you're either gonna be an attorney or you're gonna work for the Taliban. (laughs) I don't know if that was like a good compliment, but now I look back, I think, wow, God was using something that I was naturally good at, but now I've I've directed it towards the kingdom of God. So when I began to do these type of things like teaching and writing and all those things, I didn't get on YouTube and start looking up the the deepest theologian, doctrinal, theological, no, no. I started looking at people that were like me that utilized their gift in a greater way with excellence, grew what they were naturally good at in an excellent way. So remember how I said we would look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1? Well, I want to read this to you. It says, he, t- he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. He takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Romans 11, 29 says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. This is how we see people that can have the wrong motivation, but they're still being used by God. Why? Because God gives us gifts and talents and he's not going to take them back when we don't have the right motive. He's a good father. He allows us to operate even if we don't have the right motives. And so we have to actually steward those things rather than thinking God's going to parent them in a way that controls us. We actually have to stay in in humility to steward those areas well. So it's really important that we understand that the dreams God has for us, it teaches us stewardship. And so I'm going to read on page 93. It says, once you know what your gifts and talents are, God has given you, it's time to take serious stewardship. Maybe you've heard the story in the Bible about the three men who were given talents. One was given a little and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And when the owner came back, he didn't say, you know, I know I didn't give you very much. I know that they're really good at it. I'll give you a free pass. No, he looks at each of the men and he says, what'd you do with it? And we find that the first guy, he buried it. He actually took his talents put it in the ground and he said you know i don't i'm too scared to use these because i don't know what good they are and because of fear and maybe comparison he didn't actually utilize his gift and what god had for him so i want to challenge you today challenge you today that you don't look at your life as what's happening today is what's always going to happen you don't know it could be just a chapter in your world It's about taking what you have and learning to use what God's given you. When I started in ministry, I was a house cleaner. I was a house cleaner for six years. I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't go to a school of ministry, which I would have loved to have done, but God told me to clean houses. So I cleaned houses for six years. I cleaned toilets, I cleaned floors. I cleaned these massive mansions that would take me all day to clean. And when I look back, I remember the Lord telling me, take your little tape player and your Bible lessons, and listen to those series over and over and over. And I would do that for hours. I now look at that, that was my Bible school. It was serving other people without getting any praise and learning, taking the busyness of my life and using that moment, without it being a perfect environment, to learn what God was saying and what He would do. And I used those same skills when I became a mom, mommy minister of four littles, and I've continued to use those. So it's really important today That you steward your gifts, uh, steward your gift, and it's the only way to help them grow. So, how do we know what God has for us? I wanna just remind you of the five things we talked about today. You have unique gifts and talents meant to build the story of God. You don't have to be the best, you just have to give what you have. Secondly, God will magnify your gift the more you use it. Your gifts, your talents, I don't just go, I'm a great, I was a worship leader for eight years. I didn't just say, I'll just leave it at that. No, I took voice lessons and piano lessons and I had I had worship coaches. I grew that gift because I wanted to steward the heck out of what God had given me and so should you. Thirdly, uh, you'll you do your part and God will do his part and make sure you get those really clear on what is his and what is yours. Fourth, even the things that seem insignificant are training for the dream and the purpose God has for you. So you're taking care of littles, you're going to work, you're doing the grind, guess what? That's a good thing. Use it as a training ground rather than insignificant. And then lastly, um, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be bold enough to steward what God has given you. So if you have your book, go ahead and take some time to do the read section and develop that. And then lastly, here's how we're going to respond today. Wherever you are, you can join us in the response. Do you have talents that God has given you? Do you? Okay, then I want you to take out a piece of paper or maybe your phone, put a note together and write down five specific gifts in your life, whether it's admin, cooking, parenting, whatever it is, take those five things and write them down. And then as you look at those, I want you to acknowledge and actually thank God for those gifts. God, I thank you that I'm really organized. God, I thank you that I'm a great cleaner. God, I thank you that I'm a good friend. Whatever it is, Put those in your list of five areas and then ask the Holy Spirit, how can I steward these gifts more? And underneath those areas, I want you to write down some key points to stewarding that gift. If you are a worship leader, then maybe it's taking voice lessons or piano lessons. If it's a parent, maybe it's taking a parent class. If you are running a business, maybe it's taking business classes. It's developing your gifts and skills to steward your talents. And then also, lastly, if, is there's an area that you look at those five and you think, you know, I haven't really, really validated that area because I'm not the best. And, you know, I wanna challenge you with that thought. Are you stuck comparing what you have? Listen, the guy who had a, one talent could not compare himself with the guy who had a ton of talents. That wasn't the goal. The goal was that he took what he had and he used that. Listen, the guy who actually used his talents, when the, when the, when the owner came back, he gave him more. That's how God works. He doesn't just say, well, you know, I'm gonna get you, just wait until you get that call and then you get this whole worldwide. No, no, you steward, you steward, you steward and you multiply and it's the, it's really the law. It's it's a compound effect in our spiritual life. So take those things, utilize them, steward the heck out of them and really you're gonna begin to see God use you in amazing ways because of those gifts. All right, that's day eight. Tomorrow we're talking about day nine. I'll see you.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed part three of our I Dream Big series. Again, if you want to go back and listen to the other episodes, um, you are free to do so. We have two more parts left. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for those. Uh, quick thing here. I want to make sure you know about some upcoming events that is happening. Uh, Havel is going to be on the road here shortly. And a couple of places that she's going to be, you might be in the area so again we always love seeing you meeting you at live events and wherever Havla is speaking if it's a conference a church service um, different things like that so uh, coming up in february 15th through the 19th she's going to be speaking at the prophetic conference at bethel church and so that is going to be awesome we love this prophetic conference and if you're in town, if you are visiting, or maybe you're watching online. So she will be speaking at that. And then coming up in um, the end of February, she is going to be speaking in Portland, Oregon at the One Conference and the Sunday services at Manor House. So if you are in the Portland, Oregon area, uh, the weekend of the 25th, 26th, She's going to be at Manahouse House speaking uh, there as well. We love that church and that community. And then coming up March 3rd and 4th, she's going to be at a women's conference in Jacksonville, North Carolina, at the River of Life Church. So those are some of the upcoming events and places that she will be. And uh, also, you can always find out more at havelacunnington.com slash events and find out exactly where she's going to be or check her out on Instagram. We're always posting and keeping you updated uh, on all the events upcoming. So, all right, guys, that's all for today. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast, and we will see you next week.